in the world of shepherding, there is a lot of trial and error you have to go through. And quite literally, there are herding trials. I'm Benjamin Gilbert, and this is Modern Shepherd. In the shepherding world, there are two distinct categories that I would put any given shepherd into, and that is practical shepherds and trial shepherds. Now, first and foremost, we have to explain what a herding trial is. A herding trial is a competition. Uh, It's like a dog sport in which you take your dog and you take some sheep and you move them around in certain patterns through gates and obstacles to show that your dog is the best at herding sheep. And there are different levels of trial herding. There's like beginner level trial herding and really crazy complicated levels. And there's also different organizations that host trials, whether it be the American Kennel Club or the American Herding Association or the Australian Shepherd Club all hold different trials. And through my research into herding trials, I had the pleasure of speaking with Judy Bingham. Um, She has a really cool farm in Nova, Ohio called Haddlebar Farm that she started in August of 1989. It's a cool little 18-acre farm. It was kind of a bump up from her earlier six-acre farm where she works training other people's dogs to run trial as well as hosting trials for different associations. For example, the American Kennel Club, the American Herding Breed Association, and the Australian Shepherd Club of America. Describing the difference between trial herding and practical herding makes more sense if we walk through what trial herding looks like first. Now, at Judy's farm, she's got anywhere between 65 to 70 sheep because each trial requires 55 working sheep on the farm. So having a little bit more than that is always a good idea in case anything goes wrong at any point in time and you need to switch out sheep or certain sheep can't perform that day, whatever the reason may be. All of Judy's flock, which consists of Barbados Blackbellies and Cheviots and Katahdin crossbreeds, are all kept and maintained to have a certain disposition that a lot of standard or average flock sheep are not going to have. She described herself as a ruthless color, which made me laugh. Um, These aren't animals you're going to find on a meat, dairy, or fiber farm. They are trained and bred to withstand the constant workload of being a trial flock. These sheep are working much more frequently in close quarters with dogs and people than the average flock is going to work, which is going to put them under quite a bit more stress. So she needs these sheep to be able to react appropriately 
in the situations, which if you have a normal flock or a mixed flock of sheep that aren't used to heavy workloads, they're going to react sporadically and in ways that you really don't want. Unlike a lot of other shepherds I've read about and talked to, Judy actually doesn't prefer the Border Collie as her herding dog. She has a really strong preference for the Australian Shepherd, which I found very interesting. The Australian Shepherd, contrary to its namesake, is not an Australian breed of dog. It's actually an American breed of dog developed in California in the 19th century um, and was imported into California as a different kind of collie that was then developed as a breed alongside sheep from Australia and New Zealand, which is where it does get its namesake from. The Australian Shepherd and the Border Collie actually have a lot of similarities. They're both a collie-type dog. They're both herding dogs. They're both the kind of high-energy, eager-to-please, very trainable dog that is going to herd your children if you don't give them a task. Unlike the Border Collie, though, the Australian Shepherd isn't necessarily an eye dog or a stalking dog. It definitely is more of the barking, chasing kind of worker than the stalking, staring kind of worker. There's definitely a lot of argument about what dogs are smarter, but predominantly it's understood that the Border Collie is probably a much more intelligent dog, which means its range of ability to learn tasks is probably going to be higher But also, that means your Border Collie is going to be a lot more restless with its work than, say, the Australian Shepherd would be. There's also a lot of claim that Australian Shepherds have a better off switch than Border Collies do, which can make them a little bit easier to integrate into a family situation or, for example... With trial herders, you're going to have a dog that has a stronger off switch that can now operate in your life a little differently, seeing as you're not actively herding sheep in the same way or maybe as much as a traditional herder would. Which I think is a really good segue into what that means for traditional herding and what traditional herding can look like. I referred to it earlier also as practical herding, and by that I just mean that practical herders or traditional herders are going to be shepherds that are using their dogs on a working active farm and not with trial animals. And most of the time there isn't a lot of overlap between trial herding and traditional herding. Trial takes a lot of time and energy and dedication. So a lot of trial herders don't even have their own farms. A lot of trial shepherds actually have someone else train their dog, train them how to work with their dog, and then they take their dog home at the end of the day. That's not really how traditional herding functions. It can't. A traditional herding dog is going to 
be working and living on a farm and be working all the time. There's not really a lot of space for farmers who are trying to turn a profit with their livestock to train their dogs to do trial. Not that they can't. There are certainly shepherds who do both trial and have like traditional farms, but I also find it more likely that a shepherd who starts out with a farm is more likely to also do trial than a trial shepherd is to start with trial herding dogs and then have a farm that's working and functional. There's also a distinct difference between someone who has sheep to work with their dogs, like Judy, and someone who has dogs to work with their sheep. And having dogs to work with your sheep definitely describes more of what I heard from Jim McRae, who I also interviewed and got to talk to, to try and understand shepherding and shepherding with dogs better. Jim McRae is a shepherd who lives up in Vermont, where I'm at currently. Um, He moved to Vermont in 1984 after having majored in ag uh, at Cornell. Now Jim has a 20-acre farm where he has anywhere between 40 and 60 sheep um, that he handles at a time in any given season. Unlike Judy, Jim does prefer Border Collies and prefers their intelligence and the way they work with his sheep. Like a lot of the shepherds I know, Jim also trains his own dogs and Seeing as he trained his dogs quite a while ago, he talked about learning how to train dogs um, without internet or online sources. It was a lot of books and extension agents and a lot of trial and error. There was also some really interesting discussion about philosophies of training. Um, He described them as making and asking. Asking was a style that he prefers. Um, he thinks that it works better um, and is kind of how I've been taught to understand dog training anyway, where you're giving the dog verbal connections to the acts you desire so that they can make decisions based on what you're saying and based on what they want to be doing. And that's contrary to making, which is kind of the stick, rope, occasional, as he described it, shot collar kind of method where you are telling your dog what to do, which I would say is more of how I understood um, Judy's style of training. She described at one point um, how she trained her dogs not to run on the road by putting them on a long lead and letting them run and then stepping on the rope before they got to the road, uh, which after repeated times of getting snagged and not being able to get to the road, they understood not to go to the road. And I definitely also would prefer the asking method with Jim McRae. It's a method that makes more sense to me and feels better, But that's not to say that the making method that Judy 
follows is wrong or bad. It's certainly a training preference. And personal preference is something that came up a lot in my research and was something that I was actually able to develop myself, not only working on my school's farm and working with sheep at my school, but also in conversation and uh, practical labs with my capstone advisor, Gwyneth Harris, and her dogs and farm, which I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Thank you for listening. I'm Ben Gilbert, and this is Modern Shepherd.